Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Whoa, 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 Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. And we're going to talk today about week two of training camp report. Got a lot to cover since last week. Obviously, the pads came on. Um, There's several positions that uh, on the depth chart, I think, are either in battles or guys have have passed other guys. Um, Jimmy. Had a rough week, did some things well. We're going to get into all of that, the defense, the physicality, and then we're going to, if we have time, look ahead to this coming week because this is such a critical part of camp coming up. So thank you for being with us today. we got a lot to cover. First, I want to go back and talk about uh, some things that I've seen offensively. The Raiders last year, the Josh McDaniels system is predicated on a short game. And what that means is they want to attack seven yards past the line of scrimmage up to 25 yards. I've heard that that called a buffer zone. I've heard it called a pillow, whatever you want to call it. That's where the Josh McDaniels system really thrives. It's where it's at its best. And one thing that they have done is gone out. And when you look at these wide receivers, Devontae Adams is the best in the game. Jacoby Myers, a super good number one. He's playing number two. And let me tell you, he's having an outstanding camp. That guy just doesn't drop passes. Blocking, he's been tremendously impressive. Then you got Hunter Renfro, who's an all-pro, with Trey Tucker, the mid-round draft pick, who is absolutely – you got to take Devontae out of the mix. But there's a lot of rookies on this team getting a lot of talk. There's none getting more than Trey Tucker. And it's coming from the players. It's coming from coaches. It's coming from everybody's on fire with Trey Tucker. Okay, then you got Philip Dorsett, very physical, fast, wide receiver. And those in that buffer zone, man, he's deadly. Um, DeAndre Carter, another guy in that zone, deadly. So the Raiders want their quarterback, three-step drop, get rid of the ball. Now, Last year's offensive line did a tremendous job blocking for Josh Jacobs. We all know he was the NFL leading rusher. But you could you could make a case, and I think it would be a legitimate case, that they struggled in pass blocking. No doubt about it. 
And there are going to be times when your quarterback has to do a seven or a five-step drop. But they have been working a lot in practices and getting that ball out quick. Because when you get the ball out quick, it does two things. First of all, you're letting your receivers who are shifty and movie to be able to work with the football and get the yak, which YAC yards after the catch. But the other thing it does is if you know your team is not as strong in pass blocking, you get the ball out quick. Now, last time, just because he's from a different system, we're not blaming him for all of last year in the least bit. But Derek held the ball too long. And it was something that that, that they were juggernauts over. And, and, and Derek wanting to stay in from Gruden. Man, stay in there and keep the ball alive and wait for something to open. McDaniels is... Hey, throw the ball away. Let's go. Let's have another down. Two different opinions, not blaming either one, just telling you the reality of the situation. So Jimmy has looked very good, as has Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer, in that quick boom out. Now, where Jimmy's gotten in some trouble is when he's having to get to the second and third receiver. We're going to get to that later. I just don't want you to think it's going to be all roses and champagne. We're going to talk about some things that didn't go well. But that offense is coming out and attacking, and it's really good. And when they're able to uh, to use the first read, they're having success. Another thing is, is you heard a lot of offseason criticism from fans and some national media, not local, I don't believe, that talked about, oh, Jimmy can't throw off his back foot. I put tons of video up on Twitter, you're welcome to go look at, of Jimmy throwing off his back foot. He looks fine. Um, there have been multiple plays, deep balls, uh, spot-on passes by Jimmy. So wherever the theory came from that he can't, it's not true. I've seen him do it several times. In fact, I was sitting standing next to Q Myers from Raider Nation Radio and Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, my two buddies, and we were just talking, and there was a drill where Devontae caught a long pass, and when he ran into the end zone, he gave us this look and this nod like, y'all better – Write that down. Y'all better talk about that. And uh, <clears throat> so that's not a concern. At least it isn't for me. It could be for you, but I'm there in practice every day. I don't see it as a huge concern because they're not looking to go over the top on every play. Now, you'll hear a lot of people say, well, but th- that's where Devontae made his living. Yep, he did last year. But if you look under with him and Aaron Rodgers, it was the same thing. Very, He wasn't a long – he would have long scores, but it was yak. You know what? It would be it would be a 13, 18, 20 yard throw, and then he would run into a lot. Now, Jimmy certainly has the ability and has done it and has demonstrated it. Um, do I think he throws a deep ball as good as Derek Carr? No, but he doesn't have to in this system. <clears throat> if that's what they wanted, they would have kept Derek. So for the system that they run, he's looked very good. Brian Hoyer, um, has done a tremendous job of teaching with Aiden O'Connell as well as he runs the offense. When Jimmy has a designated day off, he knows it backwards, forwards. He gets the ball out quick. Fine. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden has looked very well, very well. There's some times he's definitely looked like a rookie, sometimes holding the ball a little bit, tapping that ball. But he has looked very good for a rookie, um, as good as I think you could have hoped. Again, uh, I think he's got some issues holding the ball a little bit, but I've been telling you since the draft that was going to be an issue. Um, Jimmy on Friday and Saturday threw seven interceptions, and um, some of them are 
definitely great plays by the defense. Some of them are the defense knows the route tree and knows the plays the offense are calling so they can get a jump. Some of them were in seven-on-seven drills where it wasn't really as physical as a game, so they didn't have guys blocking downfield. You didn't see a lot of picks, so some guys were able to jump the ball. Do I think the defense looks exponentially better? Yes. Do I think the defense, we've told you all offseason, they wanted to get more aggressive. They needed playmakers. Do they look the part? Absolutely. I'm not so sure, though, that the defense is as great as some are making it and the offense is bad. Because of those reasons, some of the picks have come and and when it was seven on seven, so you're not going full contact. Some of them have come because they knew the route tree. You know, they they knew the formations. This is why this week in in practice, in these um, co-practices with San Francisco is so big. I'll I'll get to that later. Um, Offensive line um, has looked good. Um, Thayer Mumford and Jermaine Illuminor are in a battle. And, and I would say to you right now, coming into camp, I had Jermaine as the starter. I still do, but I think it's very close. If Thayer shines um, in these camps, in, in these co-camps, and in these some of these preseason games, I think he's got a real shot to beat Jermaine. Jermaine has not played bad but I don't think he's played exceptionally well either. Um, he's He's been status quo. Now, I like them both. I think Jermaine and Thayer are two terrific guys. I don't have a dog in that fight. So it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to watch them battle. Thayer's getting a lot of reps with ones. And so it's clearly a battle. It's just going to be interesting to see how the whole thing battles out. Colton Miller looks like Colton Miller. Andre James looks super good. Um, Alex Bars has looked really good. Uh, Dylan Parham has looked great. And I mean, that's Dylan Parham. I think he's a rising star. Greg Van Roten has looked tremendous. He's been in there. Brandon Parker um, has looked good. You know, for a guy that had a whole year off, I think he's he's looked better than I thought. Do I think he's back to when he was at his best? Not yet. But I mean, there is when you have time off, same with Jimmy. You know, it's going to take a while to get back in rhythm and get all of that. So um, I, I think Brandon Parker's looked good, um, not back when he was at his best, but I think he's he's coming and he's looking really, really good. McClendon Curtis, this is a kid we talked about since the, uh, right after the draft, a UDFA out of Tennessee Chattanooga. He's a guy I had making the roster, still do right now, but I'm going to tell you a couple things. The young man is strong as an ox. If if he's not the strongest offensive lineman on the team, he's one of them. So he's got all the NFL strength, talent, ability, super high football IQ. I think he's a year away from competing for a starter's spot. I think he's probably a year away, which means maybe he could at the end of the year. The question's going to be, if they don't put him on the roster, where do they put him in the practice squads? because there's a really good chance somebody's going to grab him off your roster. And if you really think he's a year away as a starter, as a UDFA, you know, you're paying him so little money. Is it a risk that you take? It's going to be fun to watch. I still think he's on the roster right now, but I think there's a, it's a bubble and not because he's playing bad. I just think because so many other people are playing really, really good. Excuse me. One person 
We have seen move on the depth chart is Michael Mayer is now the number one tight end. Clearly, too. It's not even a competition. That's why after one day in pads, they were allowed to tell O.J. Howard he could go just because of how uh, Hollister, you know, they brought him in, but Boateng has looked. And Austin Hooper looks really good. He's everything you thought he was going to be. Is This is not a slam on him. I thought he'd be the starter because I thought they'd bring Mayer along. But Mayer's just – he's pure stud, and and he's there, and he should be, and, and he belongs there. Obviously, your wide receivers, Devontae one, um, Jacoby two, Hunter three. and But you've got so much talent. I mean, you know they wanted to carry five wide receivers they may have to carry six. And I find that to be very fascinating to me. If they carry six wide receivers and carry four running backs, five if you can turn Jakob, who's a fullback, but as a back, then you got to look at, all right, do they just carry two tight ends? I don't believe that. Okay, then do they cut back in the offensive line? This is why the situation with McClendon. Do you give them a practice squad spot where he's covered they can't take him from the 53 so these are all the things going on right now there are there are plenty of competition um for spots i think trey tucker's pushing everybody um i think he's going to be fascinating but again mayor solid he's one thayer illuminor that's a battle there that you're going to want to keep track on i think right now at running back zamir white is a power back so he may be your guy on first and second down, but I think there's a chance he gets pushed a little bit by Amir Abdullah. Um, but again, we expect Josh Jacobs back, so it's irrelevant. So th- that's where when you start looking at the depth chart, you start looking at, okay, does a McClendon go then to um, the practice squad and a protected spot? And then do, so you don't have to take as many offensive linemen because you can always bring them up. It's fascinating to see how this is all going to, but it has been a very competitive camp on both sides of the ball. But the offense um, ha- has looked good. Now, again, too many turnovers, but the turnovers have come from the passing game. We're going to get into that more in a little bit. Now, let's go to the other side because uh, there's. I want to talk about the defense a little bit. Then I want to give you some more insight on camp. Um Jacorian uh, Bennett, I think, has beat out Brandon Face on. I think he's a starter now. I think he's going to be your starting corner. Marcus Peters, Jacorian, and Nate at the slot. I think those are your three starters right now. Jacorian, I, I told you guys after the draft about the speed, the aggression. He has really impressed me. And I wrote an article about my quick takes from camp. I really encourage you to read that article. Um because I got a lot of quotes in there from Josh McDaniels, Marcus Peters, um, and others just about how Jacorian, I mean, he, he's out there, he's, he's he's running and jumping and taking reps from Devontae. When they're walking back after the play, he's, he's asking them a million questions. He's doing it with Marcus Peters. Um, but I think he's usurped and he's moved into the starting role. Um, Isaiah Palomal, I want to, and I apologize if I'm saying it wrong, but it is Isaiah Palo Mall is how I believe it's pronounced. Um, he's in a battle with Trayvon Morig. Now, I'm going to say this right now. When they go to a three 
safety set, he's in there. He's the third guy, kind of like a nickel. Uh, you, you know, who's going to come in and play nickel at corner? He'd be your third safety. Uh, Trayvon has had a good camp. Isaiah's had a very impressive camp. So they're battling. I still think Trayvon's the leader right now on the depth chart. But Isaiah's a guy. Now, I'm going to tell you, Isaiah's a guy that um, I was very open with you. Um, I, I I thought he was on the outside looking in in the roster. And that was the thought process in the building, too. A lot of people were like, hey, don't, don't, don't sell short on this kid. And we didn't. We were open that he was going to have a chance to compete. He's made the most of it. Uh, man, he's making plays, and, and he just keeps showing up. So he's a guy. I really like his camp. I think he's had a tremendous camp. Now, I'll give you another one. Um, Adam Butler. Now, Neil Farrell, coming into camp, I told you, had worked hard. He had a very disappointing rookie campaign, and I thought he was going to make the roster. Problem is, he's been injured and hasn't been out there. And the best ability is availability. And don't send me the Jimmy G comments i know anyways but uh he has been out there battling and and he has been out there making plays that young man um i think has a shot at making this roster again he was on the outside looking in and i think now he's probably on the inside gonna make the 53 just as of today we got so much farther to go and we're going to talk about that in a minute but I'm trying to give you the guys that are are uh, um, may, really making some moves. David Long is another guy has had a very good camp. I think coming into camp, there was a, you know a lot of eyes on him, and he's made the most of it. He's had a really good camp. All right, so let's talk about the defense. We talked all year they had to get playmakers. They had to get guys who could get the ball out. They needed plays. Now, I'm going to have an article coming soon that I'm going to take you inside the Raiders. Um, as you know, I've done several of these deep dive articles. Um, I did one on the divorce from Derek Carr and others. I've got one um, coming that's going to take you inside on some private conversations. And when last year they knew what the 2023 team had to look like, and, and how it came about, I think you're going to find it fascinating. Some really, really good stuff there. And again, it's not really good because it's me. It's really good because I have great sources. But again, I think you're going to really enjoy it. But they knew they had to get meaner, more physical, and they had to get faster and more sudden change plays, quick change plays. So that was the big deal. If you look, Amari Bernie, quick change play guy. By the way, he's having a good camp. Um, you go and you look at Jacorian Bennett, quick play change guy. Um, you go and look at the guys they brought in, Robert Spillane. Now, you say, wait a minute, he's not going to go out and get you six interceptions. You're right, he's not. But they knew last year, and I'm going to, again, I'm going to be writing more about this in a deep dive article coming up. But they knew last year they had a real problem because Max Crosby was the fire and energy of the team. And the problem is, is when you're a down lineman, you, that's not good that that be your only guy. And then they didn't have a quarterback in the secondary. And so they knew those were priorities. Now, they really wanted Robert Spillane. The Steelers wanted him. 
and they were able to get Robert Splain, and they were thrilled. This kid's tough as nails. Last six games in Pittsburgh last year, he played every defense and special down, special teams play, and they loved his intensity. I can tell you, cover him back in when he was in college, um, he was one of those guys. I mean, they would hold him out of scrimmages and stuff. Just he was so intense. You, you, you didn't want him injuring his teammates, not because he was a jerk, just because he played with such intensity. Um, if you go back and watch the interviews um, or go back and read my article on Quick Takes from Camp, you'll see some quotes from the players about his intensity. So he's he is moving guys around. Now, it is one thing for a player to be able to read an offense and then to be able to make an adjustment for himself. It's another when he can make a read and then help others adjust because he reads it so fast. That's Spillane, super high football IQ, sees the game so well. And there were a couple of interceptions where he moved some backers and moved some guys. So they were in position or routes had to change because he moved guys. Same way, uh, Amik um, Robertson had an had a interception the other day where Marcus Epps just moved him and before the play, and he was able to jump it and get a really good um, interception off of Jimmy Garoppolo. Great play by me. And again, they wanted that aggression, so they got it now. And there's nobody more aggressive than Marcus Peters, and there's nobody, no safety more aggressive, and the stats prove that, than Marcus Epps. Then you go and you get Robert Spillane, and then you've already got, you know, what you have in Max Crosby. So the intensity is through the roof because you have that intensity at all three levels. Second of all is Josh wanted this team physical. And last year's team wasn't for a lot of reasons. Don't need to get into them. It's last year. And so I thought first day of practice to have been so physical. I've never seen that in all my years of football. Never seen it. Not one time. Um, I mean, wrapping up, taking guys to the ground, big hits. Now, you may say, well, boy, Josh took a risk. Yep, he sure did. But I think he knew last year's team struggled with tackling. Last year's team struggled a little bit with that toughness, that edge. How many times did the Raiders have a lead in the second half and you knew, man, they just need to stop? They just didn't have that tough edge to get it. And he's instilled that. It's been a very, very physical camp. I've been very impressed with the physicality. In fact, in my opinion, not even as close to what it was last year. So I think that's a, a very good sign for the Raiders. So the other one is, is they want to be ball hawks. Sudden change plays is what they're called. Um, if you've ever read one of my pregame scouting reports and prediction, I talk about the rule of five. They knew they have to get turnovers. So they go get a Marcus Peters, who's one of the best in the NFL at, at doing that. They go get a Jacorian Bennett and Amari Bernie. They go get a Marcus Epps, who's able to put guys in place to make that. Robert Splain, who's able to see things. They're able to go get some guys in free agency in the draft that that's their specialty. And we've seen it. Again, I'm not trying to sit here and paint um, – and paint the defense as, you know, the Bears team of great, you know, the 95, 96 Bears. I'm not, uh, or excuse me, the uh, 86 Bears. I'm not, tr not trying to do that. But what I am trying to do 
is to tell you, I think they're improved. Now, they know the plays, <clears throat> so they're able to make some adjustments and jump some routes. And uh, But that physicality is there, and the receivers are talking about it. The Raiders' uh, defense this year is going to smack some people around. Now, do I think they're a finished product? No. I still think they have some holes. they got some young guys that need to grow up. Um, but I think they're going to be there. And I think the physicality has been impressive. If there's anything on the defense that I would say um, he's going to be there as soon as he can. I just think it's disappointing. Tyree Wilson, we understand why they're just moving super slow with him. They think he's a generational talent. They want him to play for 10 years, not 10 games. So, I mean, not, you know, 10 practices in, in training camp. So they're bringing him along slowly. But I can tell you again, Josh said it publicly, but I'm also hearing it privately. There's zero concerns that he's going to be there. I told you that with Jimmy, it was accurate. And, and again, there's zero concerns that he's going to get there and going to be there. Um, and so, but not having Tyree there, those are reps that you want him to get. And getting Byron Young back was a huge deal. I think Byron Young is going to play a lot this year. He's going to get a chance to play a lot. I think he's going to be impactful. Um, I think he's also going to be exponentially improved next year. But I just think that young man's got a lot of talent. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now, back over to offense. Is there anything that I don't like? Um, yeah, I think when you, um, whether it's Tyree, whether it's Jimmy, whether it's Marcus Peters, when you haven't played, you got it. You got to get into game shape, and I think that's fair with Jimmy. But his timing hasn't been there. Uh, getting to that second and third receiver, so to me, that's going to be a big thing to watch. Now, let's again. We're doing all these camp hits. I want to move forward a little bit and talk about this week. Why this week is so vitally important. Now, these practices are going to be super physical super physical with the San Francisco 49ers and these two franchises. Now I'm not trying to pretend I've covered the Raiders for 10 years. This is my fourth. I mean, for 50 years, this is my fourth, but even if you weren't covering them, you knew the, the rivalry between these two former Bay area teams. And, um, but it's going to be, there's a lot of friendships on this team on these two teams, guys who are friends with each other. So I'm not looking for a lot of fights. I'm sure there'll be a couple of skirmishes, but no, I don't expect any big fights. The GMs and the coaches are all friends. That's not what they want. That's not what you want to get out of these camps. But that being said, um, these are very important because I don't think you want Jimmy playing in the preseason, but in these controlled practices, they're going to be live and you're going to be able to see how he's doing. And you're going to be able to see how does a Thayer Mumford do, you know, compared to a Jermaine Illuminor. Now, they're going against uh, Max Crosby every day in practice. So they're going to struggle. And San Francisco's got a lot of great players on their team, too. This is a potential Super Bowl team if they can get the quarterback situation figured out. But it's going to be great. I'm going to be watching those guys super, super close, keeping an eye there. I'm also going to be you know, watching it running back. I want to, I want to see, does Abdullah move ahead of Zamir? Now, 
Zamir is a, better, is a very good power runner. The guy can run the football great. He just got to get better in the passing game. It's where he's struggling. I'm going to watch him in that, watch him in those sets, and how does he do? So these are going to be very intense but very good practices that are going to allow the Raiders to really see where they're at. <clears throat> For example, okay, some of those interceptions have come because they've known the plays and they know the, the route tree. Well, they're not going to know that against San Francisco. So if the turnovers continue to peak, you're going to know, okay, then it is the real deal. It, it is, it's not just because they're playing their own guys. They're, they're doing exceptionally well. If that offense continues to throw the ball along when it needs to and have success, but able to avoid some of those turnovers, then you know there's not as much room to panic. Going over on the on, on both sides of the ball is these are much more valuable than, than preseason games. And here's why. The you already know, I would say out of the 53-man roster, you probably know, and I should have counted this and I apologize. Probably 48, 49 guys that are going to make it, maybe 50. Maybe that's a little high. Probably 48 or 49 guys that you know have made it. You know, you know they've made it. So these these practices are so valuable because you know Max is playing, Garoppolo's playing, you Colton Miller's playing, Spillane's playing, Crosby's playing. You know, you know all those guys are going to play. Whereas in your preseason games, I don't want to see Max Crosby out there. Oof, he's going to be so mad at me for saying that. I, you know, there's no reason for a Colton Miller to be out there. There's no reason for um, a Jimmy Garoppolo to be out there. I don't even want to see Brian Hoyer. I want to see Brian Hoyer do maybe one, maybe one or two, the first two preseason games. I don't even want him making the trip to Dallas. Okay, Marcus Epps, if he's performing, you know, and he, he's there and it's as good as it looks in practice – I don't even want to see him or Robert Spillane out there playing in the preseason games. These are guys you got to have. You don't want to get them hurt. Now, a Jacorian Bennett, you've got so many corners behind him. Man, the Raiders have a ton of depth in the, on secondary. I don't know that I've seen a special team, I mean, a secondary be as bad one year and it flipped. Really, Dave Ziegler deserves a ton of credit for that. I do want to see Jacorian Bennett play a lot in the preseason. Yeah, I think he's a he's he's a starter. But he's a rookie. He needs some reps. Yeah, same with Michael Mayer. I know it's a risk because he's your number one, but he needs those live game, couple of couple of series, get them out. But they need they need to see that. I think it's super super important to them. So this week we're gonna have tons of video. We'll be keeping you updated on everything going on. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying our our coverage of training camp. And overall, if I had to grade camp based on what my expectations were. Um, I'd probably give this a very if 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 C was my expectation, I'd probably give camp so far a B to uh, a, a solid B. And if they perform next week and uh, well this week, excuse me, if they perform this week in joint practices the way that they have, um, uh, and without joint practices, uh, I would bump it to an A. So there's gonna be a lot to watch. Exciting time. We are less than a week away from an actual game. So Raider Nation, you got a lot to be excited about. And I don't blame you for being tempted. You know, I've had some people say, Hondo, I've been a fan a long time. I've gotten my hopes up. Okay, I get that. Now, 
I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think this <clears throat> is a playoff team. I think if Jimmy stays healthy 17 games, I think they're going to win nine. Okay? I think they'll be in the hunt for the wild card, but unless some other teams really tank, I don't think that will get them in the playoffs. So I'm not trying to overinflate your expectation. Now, if another team tanks or maybe they steal a game and they get to 10, maybe. But they're certainly not a AFC champion team or an AFC West champion or a Super Bowl champion. So I'm not trying to give you that type of hyperbole. But I think they're significantly better than the year before. And uh, I think it's visible. And I, I think you're going to see it. So we'll have great updates from you from camp, from the everyday and uh, look forward to talking to you more again. Again, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. And we're part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.